Welcome back to Jesus Today, the Spirit-Filled Life. I'm excited that you're here to join me. Um, I want to remind you to just take a moment, speak to your Heavenly Father, ask Him to speak to you before we get started. Dear Father, I just thank you so much for this day. I thank you for this opportunity I have to be used of you. Father, I just pray that the words I speak today would encourage those who hear them. Lord, I just pray that you would help me know what it is that you want me to talk about today, and I pray that everyone who would hear it would be encouraged by it. Father, I just thank you for being with me, for watching over me and protecting me. Father, I thank you for always providing for us in every every single day in so many different ways, Lord, for always um, just giving us exactly what we need when we need it. Father, I thank you for always being near and um, close when we need you, that we can always just call out to you. I pray these things in Jesus' name, amen. Um, as I was praying, I just really felt like the Lord wanted me to um, share with you a little bit about what's going on in my life. Um, Recently, I have been learning a lot about not depending so much on my feelings, but trying to trust the Lord more, you know, trying to trust that He's there even when I don't feel like it. And honestly, it's been difficult and, um, I feel like the Holy Spirit just wants you to know that He's near. That He's near. He's close to us. And He's always there, even when it feels like He's so far away. He's still right there. And all we have to do is reach out and say, Lord, where are you? And ask the Lord to show Him to show us his hand, to show us what he's doing, um, where he is working in our lives, because he never stops. He never stops working for a minute, for a moment. He's always doing something in our lives, and all we have to do is ask him, Lord, what are you doing right now? Where are you right now? And I think that sometimes it gets hard because it's, it feels like he's so far away. It feels like he's he's not as close as he used to be, but we have to remember that life is full of seasons. That there are seasons where we're on the mountaintop with the Lord like Moses, or we're in the valley and we're learning something new and it's difficult and it's a trial and we have to learn how to count it all joy. But in those moments, we always have to remember that the Lord is still with us. And I think this is kind of like a two a two-sided thing because on one hand we have to continue to walk in that. Um, continue to believe that the Lord is still in this with us, that He's still walking with us through these journeys in life and that and that He's still speaking to us. I think sometimes when when the Lord starts teaching us something new or showing us something new 
or we start walking through a new season with the Lord, I think for me, my immediate response is, oh no, where is God? What what happened to my relationship with the Lord? Like, why don't I hear him the way that I used to? Why don't I communicate with him the way that I used to? And I try to put God in this box and I try to tell God, God, you have to be like this. God, you have to do this. But I think the Lord is inviting us to be a part of something new. And we have to be willing to let go of the new so we can t- let go of the old so we can take a hold of the new. But if we're still holding on to the old things, to the things that God has done in the past, we're going to miss out on what he's doing right now. But I think we get so comfortable in the old. We get so comfortable in the way that things used to be that we're, we don't want to let go. We don't want to walk into the new thing. But I think, I don't know, there's just something amazing about the new thing that God is doing that really none of us should want to miss out on that. But I think it's so easy to get caught up in the way that things used to be or the way that things should be or the way that we think things should be that we start thinking that the new way is not right or we start being afraid and we start thinking, oh, God isn't in this way. When he's been in that way all along, he's been doing the new thing But because it looks nothing like the old thing, we become afraid, we become fearful that it's not of the Lord when it is. But in those moments, when fear tries to take over or fear tries to speak into those situations, we need to turn to God and say, Lord, is this you? Is this you speaking? Is this you moving? Is this you walking here? And Is this where you want me to be too? Do you want me to walk in this place with you? And and I think we we just have to stop doubting. We have to give God credit. Um, God is totally able to speak to us. And I mean, like we forget that he's the one who revealed himself to us to bring us to this point where we believe in him, where we have salvation. That was totally of the Lord. We could not do that ourselves. It even says in scripture that, it, and I, I'm pretty sure that it was Jesus talking to Paul, Peter. He said, man did not reveal this to you. This is not understanding that you could get from yourself or from anyone else. My heavenly father revealed this to you. And that's the truth. Spiritual things are spiritually discerned. But we have to give God credit that he is totally able to speak to us. And, um, you know, it kind of reminds me of that story in the Bible where um, God even used a donkey <laughs> to speak. You know, like, I think we, we, can't, we can't put our God in a box and say, you have to be this way. But we have to... We have to take God and ourselves out of the box and say, you know what, Lord, I'm willing to be a part of what you're doing, even if I don't understand, even if it doesn't make sense, even if it's not logical 
to people in this world because honestly following the Lord on this earth is never going to make sense to people. It's never going to look right. It's never going to seem like the right thing to do. And it's funny because I think that's even true about some Christians. You know, that there are going to be people who who also follow the Lord who are going to look at what you're doing when you're following the Lord and say, oh, that's not right. But you have to ask yourself, are you doing this to please people or to please God? And Hebrews says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. But it takes faith for us to take that step in that direction and to do something that makes us feel uncomfortable and to go places that make us feel uncomfortable and to say things that make us feel uncomfortable. And and not just for the sake of feeling uncomfortable, but because we believe it's what God is telling us to do. And honestly, like, I can't tell you how much fear that brings to me. I, stepping out of my comfort zone and doing things I'm uncomfortable to do is not something I like doing. It's something that I have to force myself to do because I dislike it so much. I would much rather be comfortable than to step out of my comfort zone, but sometimes there's just I I want to know God. I want to love God. I want to serve God. And and God and what God wants me to do and what the Lord wants me to do and what he thinks matters more to me than what other people will say about me. And that's not always true. I'm not perfect. I still am extremely worried about people's opinions of me and honestly I'm still working on that. I'm still trying to ask the Lord to help me not be so worried about what other people think about me. But sometimes there are points in my life where even the thing that I feel like I don't want to do, it's the last thing that I want to do, but if it's for the Lord, it always seems worth it. And even if I have to force myself to do it, afterwards, I don't, I'm not, I don't feel regret. I don't feel like it was something I shouldn't do. And I feel like the Lord just said, even if we step out in faith and we do something that wasn't necessarily, like, let's say you step out of faith and you say something to someone and you felt like it was what the Lord wanted you to say to him or them or whoever it was and then it just blows up in your face and you realize oh well maybe that wasn't the Lord he's not gonna put you to shame for that every time you step out for the gospel and for the name of Jesus in a way that is loving and kind and represents Christ well He's not going to put you to shame for that. I think there are people in the world that try very hard and don't represent the gospel well. You know, honestly, I don't I don't want to judge these people because we all do things not the right way. We all mess up. But there are some people in the world right now that that are yelling at people or 
or trying to cause people fear into salvation and and that's really not the way that the Lord wants us to go about it. It's not the way that the Lord wants us to share the gospel with people. Jesus didn't say, people will know you're my disciples if you yell at them. He didn't say any of that. He said, they will know you are my disciples because of your love, because of your love for people. And that's how we should be known, because we love people. Not because we're trying to force Christianity down their throat, but because we just love them. And that's what saves people, is the love of God. It's the compassion that He has for people that makes people want it. That makes people desire to have a relationship with Him because they've never experienced His kind of love before. Going back to doing things for the Lord, and stepping out in faith. I think if we're afraid of, you know, like if we're afraid that we don't know if what we're hearing from the Lord is the Lord, we need to ask for confirmation. We need to ask the Holy Spirit to show us that it's really Him. And He will. He will show us. And he's not, he's not going to hide himself, but, but that's the thing we need to ask. You have not because you ask not. It's our own, it's because of ourselves that we don't know that we're ignorant. It's because we are not seeking knowledge. We're not seeking the Lord. We're not asking him questions. Um, and it reminds me of something that my sister said, um, last week on the episode about asking questions. We need to be faithful to just ask the Lord questions. Be curious. Ask Him things. Desire to learn. Desire to know. Desire to understand. And and when He speaks to you, when He reveals something to you, ask Him what to do with the information He's given you. You know, I think so many times, like, when the Lord will show me something or he'll speak to me and he'll tell me something, I think I'm just so quick to like do something with the information and most of the time what I decide to do with it isn't even a good idea. It's not something that I should be doing with the information, but I think we have to just, it's so easy to to go to the Lord and say, Lord, speak to me, show me something in your word, reveal something to me. And then after he reveals something to us, I personally, I feel like I get puffed up with knowledge. I become prideful in my knowledge and my understanding instead of continuing to go to the Lord with a humility and saying, Lord, why did you reveal this to me? Why did you show me this? What do you want me to do with this knowledge? What do you want me to do with this wisdom? How do you want me to use this for your kingdom because that's what the whole purpose is this is why he's revealing things to us this is why he's showing things to us this is why he's opening our eyes to see the truth about his word is so that we can use it to further the kingdom but that might not mean okay, take the revelation knowledge that you just received and share it with everyone at church 
It might not mean that. It it might not mean go up to the the first person you see at the grocery store and share it with them. It probably won't mean that either. But if we don't ask the Lord what we're supposed to do with that information that he shares with us, then we're going to use it wrongly. And I think that not that we are punished or condemned when we don't use the word of God, the revelation of God rightly, but it's it's almost as if God gives us this gift and then we just leave it on a shelf or or we use it for the wrong purpose and like the Lord gives us something so special and then we use it for selfish gain or we use it um for pride to brag about ourselves or like we don't do the right thing with it but when we ask the Lord Lord what do you want me to do with it it becomes an investment not only does it become an investment in the way that you use it here on earth for the kingdom but it becomes an eternal investment that is going to be with you forever but I think we have to be we have to be good stewards of it um one thing that happened recently was I was um, praying and I was like really praying for people and I was like seeking the Lord for certain people in my life and um, all of a sudden I realized like the majority of my prayers for those people they weren't prayer I wasn't praying for them out of compassion and a desire to see them draw closer to the Lord for themselves but it was almost like I was praying and asking the Lord to change that person to benefit me and the Lord revealed to me how selfish I had been being and I was just so shocked I was like oh my goodness like why why am I doing this why am I being so incredibly selfish why am I um why, you know, why are my prayers coming from that motivation? And, and <clears throat> honestly, I actually stopped praying for them for a little bit because I was just, I was like, I don't even want to pray for this person if it's from a selfish motivation. But the Lord, he spoke to me and he was like, you know, even if when I reveal something to you, when I show you a motivation that's not right, I don't want you to stop doing what you're doing if it's a good thing just because you, you've realized your selfish motivation, but instead I want you to come to me and I want you to ask me to change your heart and I want you to ask me how to pray for those people in a way that will be beneficial to you and those people and not just not just praying and asking me to change them for yourself for for the benefits of you but to pray and ask me to change their lives so they can draw closer to me so they can know me better and and it was really impactful and you know I'm not perfect like I still have like that that tendency to kind of like the minute the Lord and and that's the funny thing is like we like I want 
I want the rebuke of the Lord. I want the Lord to correct me. I want the Lord to discipline me. But then the minute that he does discipline me, the minute he does start speaking to me and showing me things in my life that are not right, selfish motivations and ideas and these things, I immediately go like, oh no, what am I doing? And I and I try to fix it. I try to change myself. I try to do better or I try to stop what I was doing so that I don't do that anymore. But that's not what he wants at all. He He's showing me these things, not so I can say, oh no, I'm doing it all wrong. I don't even want to do it anymore. But it's, God, show me how to do it the right way. Teach me so that I can learn, so that I can grow, so that I can mature and become more like Jesus. Help me not to become to become afraid of making mistakes, but help me to learn from those mistakes. Help me to grow from your discipline. Help me to grow from your correction. And not and not um resist it because that's not what I want I don't want a heart that resists the correction of the Lord because the correction of the Lord is what brings fruit in our life it's the pruning it's it's the crushing of the of the grapes for wine for sweet fresh wine it's it's the it's the threshing for the wheat and so all of the chaff will be removed. All that stuff that that's that really is just going to burn up one of these days. That is totally meaningless. That he wants to to break to break us, to correct us, to show us so we can grow, so we can mature, so we can bear good fruit, the fruit of the spirit love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. That's the kind of father that we have. The kind that, that sees us make a mistake and lovingly corrects us so we can do it his way, which will bear good things that will bring us into maturity. But we have to be willing to receive the correction of the Lord. We have to be willing to hear what he has to say. And sometimes that can be hard. So I just want to encourage you today that the Lord is near, that he loves you, that he wants to speak to you, and that even if, even if he feels far away, he's still working in your life and he still has good plans for you. If you feel like recently you've been making a lot of mistakes and just feel like you've been doing everything wrong, I want to encourage you that mistakes are okay and they're the perfect opportunity to, to grow closer to the Lord and to mature, into the, in, to mature and become more like Christ which is the whole goal, it's the whole point of our lives, it's to become more like Jesus. And so I just want to encourage you to embrace mistakes. Obviously not to make them on purpose, <laughs> but to, but to be, be kind to yourself, 
when you make mistakes and allow yourself room to grow. Allow yourself to take those mistakes and learn from them and grow. I really hope that you were encouraged by this episode. I know that I was. Um, And I hope you come back again next week to listen to another episode. I will be linking my Facebook down below, my blog, and my email. I would love to hear from you. Um, Thank you so much for listening. Welcome back to Jesus Today, the Spirit-Filled Life. I'm excited that you're here to join me. Um, I want to remind you to just take a moment, speak to your Heavenly Father, ask Him to speak to you before we get started. Dear Father, I just thank you so much for this day. I thank you for this opportunity I have to be used of you. Father, I just pray that the words I speak today would encourage those who hear them. Lord, I just pray that you would help me know what it is that you want me to talk about today, and I pray that everyone who would hear it would be encouraged by it. Father, I just thank you for being with me, for watching over me and protecting me. Father, I thank you for always providing for us in every every single day in so many different ways, Lord, for always um, just giving us exactly what we need when we need it. Father, I thank you for always being near and um, close when we need you, that we can always just call out to you. I pray these things in Jesus' name, amen. Um, As I was praying, I just really felt like the Lord wanted me to um, share with you a little bit about what's going on in my life. Recently, I have been learning a lot about not depending so much on my feelings, but trying to trust the Lord more, you know, trying to trust that He's there even when I don't feel like it. And honestly, it's been difficult and, um, I feel like the Holy Spirit just wants you to know that He is near. That He is near. He's close to us. And He is always there, even when it feels like He's so far away. He's still right there. And all we have to do is reach out and say, Lord, where are you? And ask the Lord to show Him to show us his hand, to show us what he's doing, um, where he is working in our lives, because he never stops. He never stops working for a minute, for a moment. He's always doing something in our lives, and all we have to do is ask him, Lord, what are you doing right now? Where are you right now? And I think that sometimes it gets hard because it's, it feels like he's so far away. It feels like he's, he's not as close as he used to be, but we have to remember that life is full of seasons, that there are seasons where we're on the mountaintop with the Lord like Moses, or we're in the valley and we're learning 
something new and it's difficult and it's a trial and we have to learn how to count it all joy. But in those moments, we always have to remember that the Lord is still with us. And I think this is kind of like a two, a two-sided thing because on one hand, we have to continue to walk in that. Um, continue to believe that the Lord is still in this with us, that He's still walking with us through these journeys in life, and that and that He's still speaking to us. I think sometimes when when the Lord starts teaching us something new, or showing us something new, or we start walking through a new season with the Lord, I think for me, my immediate response is, oh no, where is God? What what happened to my relationship with the Lord? Like, why don't I hear Him the way that I used to? Why don't I communicate with Him the way that I used to? And I try to put God in this box and I try to tell God, God, you have to be like this. God, you have to do this. But I think the Lord is inviting us to be a part of something new. And we have to be willing to let go of the new so we can let go of the old so we can take a hold of the new. But if we're still holding on to the old things, to the things that God has done in the past, we're going to miss out on what he's doing right now. But I think we get so comfortable in the old. We get so comfortable in the way that things used to be that we're, we don't want to let go. We don't want to walk into the new thing. But I think, I don't know, there's just something amazing about the new thing that God is doing that really none of us should want to miss out on that. But I think it's so easy to get caught up in the way that things used to be or the way that things should be or the way that we think things should be that we start thinking that the new way is not right or we start being afraid and we start thinking, oh, God isn't in this way. When he's been in that way all along, he's been doing the new thing but because it looks nothing like the old thing, we become afraid, we become fearful that it's not of the Lord when it is. But in those moments, when fear tries to take over or fear tries to speak into those situations, we need to turn to God and say, Lord, is this you? Is this you speaking? Is this you moving? Is this you walking here? And is this where you want me to be too? Do you want me to walk in this place with you? And and I think we we just have to stop doubting. We have to give God credit. Um, God is totally able to speak to us. And I mean, like we forget that he's the one who revealed himself to us to bring us to this point where we believe in him, where we have salvation. That was totally of the Lord. We could not do that ourselves. It even says in scripture that it, and I, I'm pretty sure that it was Jesus talking to Paul, Peter. He said, man did not reveal this to you. This is not understanding that you could get from yourself or from anyone else. My heavenly father revealed this to you. And that's the truth. Spiritual things are spiritually discerned. 
but we have to give God credit that he is totally able to speak to us and um, you know it kind of reminds me of that story in the Bible where um, God even used a donkey <laughs> to speak you know like I think we we can't we can't put our God in a box and say you have to be this way but we have to we have to take God and ourselves out of the box and say, you know what, Lord, I am willing to be a part of what you're doing, even if I don't understand, even if it doesn't make sense, even if it's not logical to people in this world. Because honestly, following the Lord on this earth is never going to make sense to people. It's never going to look right. It's never going to seem like the right thing to do. And it's funny because I think that's even true about some Christians. You know, that there are going to be people who who also follow the Lord, who are going to look at what you're doing when you're following the Lord and say, oh, that's not right. But you have to ask yourself, are you doing this to please people or to please God? And Hebrews says, Without faith, it's impossible to please God. But it takes faith for us to take that step in that direction and to do something that makes us feel uncomfortable and to go places that make us feel uncomfortable and to say things that make us feel uncomfortable. And and not just for the sake of feeling uncomfortable, but because we believe it's what God is telling us to do. And honestly, like, I can't tell you how much fear that brings to me. I, stepping out of my comfort zone and doing things I'm uncomfortable to do is not something I like doing. It's something that I have to force myself to do because I dislike it so much. I would much rather be comfortable than to step out of my comfort zone, but sometimes there's just, I, I want to know God. I want to love God. I want to serve God. And and God and what God wants me to do and what the Lord wants me to do and what He thinks matters more to me than what other people will say about me. And that's not always true. I'm not perfect. I still am extremely worried about people's opinions of me. and. Honestly, I'm still working on that. I'm still trying to ask the Lord to help me not be so worried about what other people think about me. But sometimes there are points in my life where even the thing that I feel like I don't want to do, it's the last thing that I want to do. But if it's for the Lord, it always seems worth it. And even if I have to force myself to do it, Afterwards, I don't, I'm not, I don't feel regret. I don't feel like it was something I shouldn't do. And I feel like the Lord just said, even if we step out in faith and we do something that wasn't necessarily, like, let's say you step out of faith and you say something to someone and you felt like it was what the Lord wanted you to say to him, or them or whoever it was and then it just 
blows up in your face and you realize, oh, well, maybe that wasn't the Lord. He's not going to put you to shame for that. Every time you step out for the gospel and for the name of Jesus in a way that is loving and kind and represents Christ well, he's not going to put you to shame for that. I think there are people in the world that try very hard and don't represent the gospel well. You know, honestly, I don't I don't want to judge these people because we all do things not the right way. We all mess up. But there are some people in the world right now that that are yelling at people or or trying to cause people fear into salvation and and that's really not the way that the Lord wants us to go about it. It's not the way that the Lord wants us to share the gospel with people. Jesus didn't say, people will know you're my disciples if you yell at them. He didn't say any of that. He said, they will know you are my disciples because of your love, because of your love for people. And that's how we should be known, because we love people, not because we're trying to force Christianity down their throat, but because we just love them. And that's what saves people, is the love of God. It's the compassion that He has for people that makes people want it, that makes people desire to have a relationship with Him because they've never experienced His kind of love before. Going back to doing things for the Lord, and stepping out in faith. I think if we're afraid of, you know, like if we're afraid that we don't know if what we're hearing from the Lord is the Lord, we need to ask for confirmation. We need to ask the Holy Spirit to show us that it's really Him. And He will. He will show us. And he's not, he's not going to hide himself, but, but that's the thing we need to ask. You have not because you ask not. It's our own, it's because of ourselves that we don't know that we're ignorant. It's because we are not seeking knowledge. We're not seeking the Lord. We're not asking him questions. Um, and it reminds me of something that my sister said, um, last week on the episode about asking questions. We need to be faithful to just ask the Lord questions. Be curious, ask him things. Desire to learn, desire to know, desire to understand. And and when he speaks to you, when he reveals something to you, ask him what to do with the information he's given you. You know, I think so many times like, when the Lord will show me something or he'll speak to me and he'll tell me something, I think I'm just so quick to like do something with the information and most of the time what I decide to do with it isn't even a good idea. It's not something that I should be doing with the information, but I think we have to just, it's so easy to to go to the Lord and say, Lord, speak to me, show me something in your word, reveal something to me. And then after he reveals something to us, I personally, I feel like I get puffed up with knowledge. I become prideful in my knowledge and my understanding instead of 
continuing to go to the Lord with a humility and saying, Lord, why did you reveal this to me? Why did you show me this? What do you want me to do with this knowledge? What do you want me to do with this wisdom? How do you want me to use this for your kingdom? Because that's what the whole purpose is. This is why he's revealing things to us. This is why he's showing things to us. This is why he's opening our eyes to see the truth about his word is so that we can use it to further the kingdom. But that might not mean okay, take the revelation knowledge that you just received and share it with everyone at church. It might not mean that. It, it might not mean go up to the, the first person you see at the grocery store and share it with them. It probably won't mean that either. But if we don't ask the Lord what we're supposed to do with that information that he shares with us, then we're going to use it wrongly. And I think that not that we are punished or condemned when we don't use the word of God, the revelation of God rightly, but it's, it's almost as if God gives us this gift and then we just leave it on a shelf or, or we use it for the wrong purpose. And like the Lord gives us something so special and then we use it for selfish gain or we use it um, for pride to brag about ourselves or like we don't do the right thing with it. But when we ask the Lord, Lord, what do you want me to do with it? It becomes an investment. Not only does it become an investment in the way that you use it here on earth for the kingdom, but it becomes an eternal investment that is going to be with you forever. But I think we have to be, we have to be good stewards of it. Um, one thing that happened recently was I was um, praying and I was like really praying for people and I was like seeking the Lord for certain people in my life and um, all of a sudden I realized like the majority of my prayers for those people, they weren't I wasn't praying for them out of compassion and a desire to see them draw closer to the Lord for themselves, but it was almost like I was praying and asking the Lord to change that person to benefit me. And the Lord revealed to me how selfish I had been being, and I was just so shocked. I was like, oh my goodness, like, why, why am I doing this? Why am I being so incredibly selfish? Why am I, um, why, you know, why are my prayers coming from that motivation? And, and <clears throat> honestly, I actually stopped praying for them for a little bit because I was just, I was like, I don't even want to pray for this person if it's from a selfish motivation but the lord he spoke to me and he was like you know even if when i reveal something to you when i show you a motivation that's not right i don't want you to stop doing what you're doing if it's a good thing just because you you've realized your selfish motivation but instead i want you to come to me and i want you to ask me to change your heart and I want you to ask me 
how to pray for those people in a way that will be beneficial to you and those people and not just not just praying and asking me to change them for yourself for for the benefits of you but to pray and ask me to change their lives so they can draw closer to me so they can know me better and and it was really impactful and you know i'm not perfect like i still have like that that tendency to kind of like the minute the lord and and that's the funny thing is like we like i want i want the rebuke of the lord i want the lord to correct me i want the lord to discipline me but then the minute that he does discipline me the minute he does start speaking to me and showing me things in my life that are not right selfish motivations and ideas and these things I immediately go like, oh no, what am I doing? And I and I try to fix it. I try to change myself. I try to do better or I try to stop what I was doing so that I don't do that anymore. But that's not what he wants at all. He He's showing me these things, not so I can say, oh no, I'm doing it all wrong. I don't even want to do it anymore. But it's, God, show me how to do it the right way. Teach me so that I can learn, so that I can grow, so that I can mature and become more like Jesus. Help me not to become to become afraid of making mistakes, but help me to learn from those mistakes. Help me to grow from your discipline. Help me to grow from your correction. And not and not um resist it because that's not what i want i don't want a heart that resists the correction of the lord because the correction of the lord is what brings fruit in our life it's the pruning it's it's the crushing of the of the grapes for wine for sweet fresh wine it's it's the it's the threshing for the wheat and so all of the chaff will be removed. All that stuff that that's that really is just going to burn up one of these days. That is totally meaningless. That he wants to to break to break us, to correct us, to show us so we can grow, so we can mature, so we can bear good fruit, the fruit of the spirit love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. That's the kind of father that we have. The kind that, that sees us make a mistake and lovingly corrects us so we can do it his way, which will bear good things that will bring us into maturity. But we have to be willing to receive the correction of the Lord. We have to be willing to hear what he has to say. And sometimes that can be hard. So I just want to encourage you today that the Lord is near, that he loves you, that he wants to speak to you, and that even if, even if he feels far away, he's still working in your life and he still has good plans for you. 
If you feel like recently you've been making a lot of mistakes and just feel like you've been doing everything wrong, I want to encourage you that mistakes are okay and they're the perfect opportunity to, to grow closer to the Lord and to mature into the in, to mature and become more like Christ which is the whole goal it's the whole point of our lives it's to become more like Jesus and so i just want to encourage you to embrace mistakes obviously not to make them on purpose <laughs> but to but to be be kind to yourself when you make mistakes and allow yourself room to grow, allow yourself to take those mistakes and learn from them and grow. I really hope that you were encouraged by this episode. I know that I was. Um, and I hope you come back again next week to listen to another episode. I will be linking my Facebook down below, my blog, and my email. I would love to hear from you. Um, thank you so much for listening.